So, so today you gonna hang out or you gonna hang out? I'm not gonna be there long. You can stay. No announcements. No confession. Yeah, when we finish, okay. let's go. Let's let's roll right now. Let's We're rolling roll. right now. Okay. So so last week we talked about spiritual influence, and she still walked away. Last week we talked about spiritual influence, and we're going to pick up with that, but we're going to go, we're going to take a slightly different turn with it this morning. We're kind of already going that way right now. Spiritual influence, God brought, God intervened and influenced our service this morning. Yeah, he did. And because he, he's already influenced our service this morning, there are situations that people we're going through that will be detoured. They'll be changed. Yes. Right, because of spiritual influence. We have to have a great respect for influence. We have to have a respect for influence in the, in the wrong direction. We have to have a respect for influence in the right direction. Right? When I say respect for influence in the wrong direction, you need to understand when something has come into your life and it has influence on you or it pulls on you and has the potential to take you in the wrong direction. Okay. You need to understand, we need to respect the power of the thing, right? And when I say respect the power of the thing, that means don't play around with it. Understand that this has the power to take me in a direction to move me off course of where I'm trying to go with God, if it's a bad thing. Then you need to respect the power of the thing that can take you in the right direction. So we talked about last week just these spiritual influences in different cases that people were going through, right? And we talked we talked about how... Uh, the first thing we talked about was in Acts 16, 16, how Paul dealt with the young girl, the soothsaying girl who kept going behind them. And it, it seemed like she was praising or flattering them, but actually she was being a distraction. Yeah. And so uh, what he did was he realized this was an this girl has influence. This girl is a distraction. And he had to deal with the distraction so that he could he could continue down the course of where he was going. We looked at the influence of the spirit of infirmity on the, in, on the woman in Luke chapter 13, verse 10, right? So it says that he was teaching there uh, in the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And this spirit, the influence of this spirit of infirmity caused her to be bent over, and in no way could she raise herself up. But Jesus, somebody say, but Jesus. But Jesus, but Jesus saw her. And the influence of the spirit of infirmity. Yeah, yeah. Right? He saw her and the influence of the spirit of infirmity. And he called her to him and he said unto her, Woman, you are loosed from the influence of the spirit of infirmity. And she was made straight and glorified God. We also talked about, uh, and we're going to kind of camp out here. We talked about, the, the guy that was dwelling in the tombs, right? And we talked about the fact that in the story where Jesus and the disciples went through the storm, he was the first guy that they encountered on the other side. And so we came to the conclusion that there is nothing that Jesus will not endure to get to you when you need him to get there. So he went through all that experience with the storm and Jesus, we about to die and all of that. That brother was on the other side of that storm. Yeah. And God had to get there, Right. The pastor being said, it's not, it's not just for you, right. right? There's somebody else on the other side of your thing, uh-huh. right? And you need to get to where you need to be to take care of that business. Yeah. So, 
uh, I, what I want you to understand is that Jesus encountered this woman. First, Paul encountered the soothsaying woman. And because of the influence and the encounter of Paul on the soothsaying woman, there was change in her life. I want you to understand that if God is, has come into your life, the influence of the Lord, the influence of the Holy Spirit, there should be change. You don't come encounter, you don't come uh, uh, have an encounter with God and not be changed. That's right. No real encounter, you don't have a real encounter with God and not walk away changed. If God has any influence or any place in your life, there should be change. Yes, amen. In multiple areas. I remember Pastor Ben standing right here one uh, Sunday or Wednesday night, and the Lord tell, told me to tell Pastor Ben, expect it to be different. He had a different kind of encounter with God, and that different encounter with God changed their whole family dynamic. When you encounter God, and you let God in, and you let God work, there should be change. So this girl, uh, though her bosses were upset, she was set free. Because she encountered the influence of the man of of God. And the man of God got them devils out of there. Come on out of there, out of that girl. Come on out. Right? And so her life was changed. Now if the, if the, if the gentlemen who were pimping her out, if they understood that this was a good thing, their life could have been changed. But they rejected the change. Yeah, they did. Because sometimes the Lord brings change that you might not like. But if you got genuine relationship with God, you accept whatever that looks like and understand that in the end it's gonna work in your favor, it's gonna work for your good. Uh-huh. Amen? Amen. Talking about change. When when God comes around, there should be change. This woman with this spirit of infirmity, because of her encounter with Jesus, there was change in her life. What what she couldn't do by herself, what uh, other people couldn't do in her life, Jesus came along and changed it. Because when you have an encounter with Jesus, when you let Jesus in, the influence of Jesus is life changing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let's go back over. Now let's go back to Mark chapter 5. And let's check out my man again. Talking about change. Jesus' influence will bring change in your life. This is a great story. I love it. Mark chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 1. This is taken up after the, they didn't come through the storm. I want, let, well, let's rewind from where we not, we not even are. The disciples in the boat, because of their encounter, this go- listen, oh yeah, we could camp there for a minute, you might need to get a chair. <laughs> but because of the experience of the storm with Jesus, the disciples were changed. Yeah. Anybody understand that? Yeah. So they get in the boat, they say, let's go across the other side, Jesus goes to sleep. They wonder, are we going to even make it out of this thing? Mm-hmm. Alex, they wonder, are we coming through this thing? Are we going to make it to the other side? But they they had an encounter with Jesus that did something to their faith. Yeah. Going through that storm with Jesus changed their it did something with their faith. They knew that, how did we know that it changed something in them? How do we know that it impacted or affected their faith? Because they said, What matter of man is this? This guy has the ability to speak to the storms. The wind and the sea, they obey him. Amen. So they, they, their, their lives were changed. They had never, and, and hey, look, if we in that boat too, 
I don't know how big it was. I don't care how big, big or small the boat was. If you think you're about to drown, listen, I don't like being in deep water. I don't even like to go in Lake Livingston. Let's go to Lake Livingston and swim for what? <laughs> Let's get in a pool where my feet can touch the bottom. Let's do that. You know what they say about black folks? We don't like the water like that. Right? Let's get in a pool where my feet can touch the bottom. So here they are in whatever size boat, and this is going on. It's a legitimate question. We look down on them like they wasn't spiritual, but really, if I'm in the boat, I'm, I want—I need to know too. You sleep. It's going down a little bit at least right now. What you gonna do about it, right? They asked a legitimate question, right? So Jesus got up and he taught them a lesson. He said, "Listen." When I come into your life, because of my influence, my authority, the anointing on me, you'll never be the same. Amen. And Jesus stood up and did something that I don't think they had ever seen any human being ever do. He spoke to the wind and to the sea. Not to a person. Or did he speak to a person? Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and in power. So here there was a source to this storm. And Jesus spoke to the source and shut it down. And so what did they learn? What was changing them? We can speak to the source of the problem with the authority of the man that we put our faith in. We have the ability to speak to the source. So the disciples were changed after going through that with Jesus. That helped them to know that they could do that because Jesus was putting his word in them and Jesus was telling them. He says, greater work shall you do. He said, go in that room. Go in that room. There's going to be some funny stuff happening up in that room. But I don't want y'all to leave until that Holy Ghost come down. Right? We was in here Wednesday night and we had some guests here and we was praying for somebody. And I said, listen, this might weird you out a little bit, but it's going to be okay. We must must need to do it this way. Right? If we want to make impact, we can't be cute when it's time to get somebody healed. It's got to get wild in here. Okay, so I I made them understand. They said that this guy here, he was very mild mannered for the last few minutes. And the woman, she got up and spoke and seemed like she had good sense. But now they're about to go away from good sense and do something that is very strange to us. So I had to. But hey, listen, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? When God shows up when Jesus shows up with his influence, are we going to start questioning him and asking him about his methods? Do you think that brother was upset when Jesus spit in that dirt and wiped that stuff in his face? That brother wasn't upset. That brother said, I don't care what you got to do. Spit directly in my eye. If it's going to make me see, do what you got to do. Whatever that look like. That, that brother that Jesus walked up on and been laying up at that pool for 38 years and couldn't get healed. He waited on that water to get stirred up. Right? And nobody would help him in. Everybody kept, kept skipping the line on him. You think that brother cared about any of that? He tried to care a little bit, and Jesus was like, man, shut up and let me do it. Stop talking. Mm-hmm. That brother started making excuses, telling Jesus why he couldn't do it and what had happened. He said, listen, he said, you don't have to worry about that swimming pool no more because the living water just walked up. Yeah. I don't need the pool because I'm the living water. And the influence of the living water brought change. It brought change. Anytime Jesus shows up and you let him in, it's going to bring change. Stuff ought to be different. She fine, mama. I done preached a baby before. She fine. She fine. Give a bottle, do whatever you got to do. It ain't going to bother me. 
she cannot, she cannot talk me. He, he cannot talk me. He cannot do me, right? When God shows up, it's gonna be change. Yeah, yeah, amen. If you'll let the change happen. You, listen, if, if, if stuff in your life, that means it's stuff that still got a hold on you, cause we, we see him breaking bondage. The, the Lord is speaking to storms. He's getting, uh, 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 diseases and infirmities off of people who, who couldn't, uh, get it off before, right? So Jesus comes, shows up to break bondage. Yeah. Right? If, if the Lord has shown up, he is there with the authority, with the ability, with the desire to change and break bondage off your life. Mm-hmm. If, if it, the bondage ain't been broken, it's not him. Right. It's something to do with you. Yep. Right? And we can prove that from a biblical standpoint. Let's keep going. <clears throat> what you do with my pages? Okay, so listen, let's go back over to, to uh, Mark 5. So we'll get something from this story. We're going to see a great big change right here. Great big change. Uh, it's in verse 1, it says, and they came over to the other side, right? Into the, Oh, I love that verse. Just that one verse right there. It said they came over to the other side. What did Jesus tell the boys before they got in that boat? We're going to the other side. He said, let us go over to the other side. Yeah. And, and they came over to the other side. Let us go over to the other side, and they came over to the other side. Let us go over to the other side, and they came over to the other side. Didn't say nothing about the storm in this verse right here. It just told you they came to the other side. But Jesus said, let's go over to the other side. And what happened? And they came over to the other side? Praise the Lord. Whatever whatever the Lord say, it don't matter about it. Hey, look, tell your neighbor, it don't matter about the storm in the middle. Ah. Hallelujah. Because if he say we're going to the other side... And they came over to the other side. Yeah, amen. It don't matter about the storm in the middle. Hallelujah. And they came over to the other side of the sea and into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately. Ah! Yeah! I'm excited. It's the same ship that they thought they was going to lose. And when they came out of the boat. The one that they thought they was going to die and they thought this boat was going to be their casket for a mass burial, Pastor Amelia. Come on now. The same boat on the other side, they got out. Hallelujah. Thank God it's good. And when they was coming out of the ship, immediately they met him. Immediately, we got to go to work. That's why we couldn't let the storm stop us because there's work over here. That's why you can't let the storm stop you because... It's work on the other side of the storm. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. You remember what we learned about that last week? They tried to lock him up. The prison system couldn't fix the problem. The psychologists couldn't fix the, fix the problem. That's what the word tame alludes to, to that. They couldn't fix the problem with prison. They couldn't fix it with a psychologist. This brother was messed up. Kudos to them for trying to fix him. But they couldn't get the job done. But the influence and the authority of Jesus was the only thing that could change the situation. Because he had often been bound with fetters, verse 4, and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken into pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stone. This brother had a miserable, terrible existence. But when Jesus uh, afar off, uh, when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and he worshipped him. Yeah. Right? And this is what I want you to see. 
Even though the demons had the influence in the brother, the brother was still in there. All right. And so understand something. You may feel like something has you in bondage, but you still have control. You still have the final say to to, to say enough to get to Jesus. Yeah. Right. You still have to say where you can get to Jesus and you can get to Jesus. You can get help. Uh, Verse seven. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the son of man, the most high God? I adjure you by God to torment me not. So he first he fell in worship. Then the demons go go to talking. All right. So he's back and forth. I want I want I want uh, help. And Jesus try to block the help. And look what Jesus does. For he said unto him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? Jesus talking to the demon now. What is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. And there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. Just make you think different about bacon. <laughs> and all the devils uh, besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may, we may enter into them. For with Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and they heard they ran and the herd ran violently down to a steep place into the sea, and they were about two thousand and were choked in the sea. Jesus don't play around. No, he don't. You see how they try to run that game on Jesus? Uh, look, uh, you know, uh, don't destroy us. Cool, I won't. But the pig, I, mean, I can't say nothing. I can't say the pigs won't. <laughs> don't destroy us. Uh, can we go to the pigs? Cool, 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 cool. I solve a whole bunch of problems with one move. Yeah, go ahead on over there. Pigs run down and get choked out. Then he never said the pigs wasn't gonna kill them or get rid of them, right? He just said, I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, go, go, go. That's what you want? You don't know that the, the, the outcome is worse over there. You think you're gonna play me? You can't play God. No. Right? They, they, they don't play Jesus. They thought they had him. God is all knowing and it just wasn't gonna happen. Fourteen. Fourteen. And they fit and they, and they that had fed the, the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. They're like a bunch of little kids at the playground. He took our ball. <laughs> and they went out of the sea, uh, and they went out to see what was done. And when they came to Jesus, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. And when they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Complete and total transformation because of the influence and the authority of Jesus. When Jesus shows up in your life, there ought to be change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we have to look and see what what it took to get that change. He ran up on Jesus and the Bible said he worshiped. Then the the demons tried to block but Jesus said, no, this brother came. You brothers inside of that do not usurp his authority. This is his body. You boys are intruding in, the, in his space. Yeah. And he cast them out. But he came to Jesus per, pursuing change. Yep. And it's funny that it says he came to Jesus pursuing change from a, a, a worship perspective. Yeah. It said he fell down and he worshiped. Right. And so he came to Jesus pursuing the change. He worshiped and Jesus honored his pursuit and his desire for change and deliverance. The Lord will honor your desire. Right now. He had a choice. The brother could have said, hey, listen, I really don't want this change. 
But he stepped up to Jesus and said, this is what I want. He worshiped Jesus. The Lord understood he wanted to be delivered. He cast the devils out. And now this brother's life has changed because he submitted his life to Jesus. Let's look at this in a couple more versions. Verse uh, 15. Let's go to NIV and see what it says over there. Well, let's look at Amplified Classic first. Verse 15. Let's read a few versions and see how they read. Verse 15 says, And they came to Jesus, looked intently and searchingly, and the man who had been a demoniac, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, the same man who had the legion of demons, and they were seized with alarm and struck with fear. So not much difference in that one. Let's go NIV now. Verse 15. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed with the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. One more. Let's look at a new NLT. New living. What's it, baby? We'll look at the message too. Okay. You'll love that message. New Living Translation, verse 15. It says, A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, and he was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. Perfectly sane. And they were afraid. This brother had been transformed. Let's go one more and look at the message and see what they say. Did I pass it? All right. <coughs> Verse 14, verse 14 and 15, he put them together. Those tending the pigs, scared to death, bolted and told their story in the town. And everyone wanted to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the madman sitting there wearing decent clothes and making sense. No longer walking, no longer a walking madhouse of a man. The influence and the authority of Jesus made a major change on his brother's life. The only problem here is, is some of us that, that, that say, well, hey, I've been attending church for X amount of years and this amount of time and I still can't shake this thing. Relationships have parameters. Relationships have levels. That's why we talk about people having acquaintances. We talk about some people, this is my friend or whatever. This is, these people are closer to me, whatever. It, if, listen, depending on the level that you will allow the Lord in, is the level that he can do the work. You can be coming to church and say, well, my, the level of relationship I want with Jesus is to come to church and hear the preaching and hear the singing. That level might not get the stuff out that you need to get out. The next level will be that, hey, look, I come to church, I hear the preaching, I hear the worship, but I also learn how to, learning how to read my Bible and have devotionals and fellowship at my house. You know, I listen to some music. That's another level. Then you take another level and say, hey, look, I got a regular habit of praying and reading my Bible. Not only do I do that, but I pray for others. I'm growing stronger. And then you got another level, which which, which, uh, we're coming through right now, where we said, hey, look, for this first uh, X amount of time in the year, we're going to choose the different fast, and we're going to fast. What? 
You're going to do what? Yes. Either we're not going to eat this or that. We're not going to eat at all. We're going to do this or that. That's, that's another level denying your flesh. of denying your flesh. That's another level. So depending on the level that you're willing to go with God is to the degree that he can work in your life. What degree, what level are you willing to go to see change impacted in your life? Because I tell you what, I know some people that tell you they're Christians all day long, but they won't come to church until they need help with a diagnosis. They won't come to church today. They they need a, a help with. I got I got a situation going on, and so then you show up, and they 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 you know get the congregation to pray for you, and the next week they're not back. So we don't be we don't be envious of folk like that who seem like they're using God. Because let me tell you something: you don't have no relationship with God, and the diagnosis come, a situation come through, man, the, the level of torment and, and and panic that they have, we we don't deal with it like that. We, we got some peace going through the thing. They ain't got no peace. They got to run back down here again. Let's look at a couple more examples, then we wrap up for the morning. Go to uh, Acts chapter 4, 13. Acts 4, 13. There should be change. I asked God to give me something practical this morning, and I hope that's what's happening. Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13. New International Version, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter... And John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note of these men had been with Jesus. Uh, New Living Translation says, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been influenced, impacted by Jesus. Hallelujah. English Standard Version says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and recognized that they had been with Jesus. The influence and the authority of Jesus made the difference in the life of Mr. Peter, who has said previously, I do not know the man. Who had denied the man. Now it says that it, it says that they were preaching here with boldness. Yep. Peter's life was 100% transformed by his relationship with Jesus. Uh-huh. His goal was to be a fishing man. And the Bible says that he wasn't doing a good job at it. <laughs> and Jesus came in and made an immediate impact on his business. Yeah, One fishing trip with his new Deckhand Jesus <laughs> caused his fishing business to be immediately profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they came back, Jesus said, "Hey, let's go. More important work to do." But 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 we just we got this money right here. We got it. You want to count? 
we, this is what we was doing because you remember I was, I was, I was washing my nets and there wasn't no fish and then you, you went with me. You, you remember that just a few little bit ago. And now I got some fish and you, we, we going, we going. Shoot, we going. <laughs> we going. Right? So immediately Jesus made impact on his finances. And then Jesus said, hey, but I, I, because I can speak to the wind and the sea, I can speak to fish, I can speak to wind and sea, I can do whatever we need, just come on and don't worry about that little thing right there. We can get some more of that money like that. Was was that Peter at the time? Was was that Peter? Which one of them asked him about the taxes? Was that Peter? He just kept showing Peter he could run. I can I can handle it. He said, "We need to pay the taxes. Go down and do what you used to do." Let me let me give you another reminder. That one wasn't enough for you. Let me give you another. Go down and catch a fish, and in the the fish is the one. Listen, the one out of the trillion that you're gonna catch. They all ain't got a coin in their mouth, but the one. The one. There ain't no luck like that, Pastor Eli. The one that you're going to catch is going to have, and listen to this. He said, not only is it going to have money in the mouth, but it's going to be enough to pay the taxes. <laughs> Let's go fish. Let's go fish. He said, but it's going to be enough to pay the taxes. The one you catch out of all, listen, I done been fishing. This girl here can fish, boy. I done been fishing. Ryan, you been fishing. Have you ever opened the mouth of one of them and seen any money in there? Not even a penny. But the one, because of the influence and the authority of Jesus, Jesus could tell him, go do this and this was going to happen. So no matter what was happening before, Peter was going, about to file for chapter whatever bankruptcy. Jesus come through and change up a whole situation. Now he's going with Jesus. And Jesus shows him there's more to life than, than business. I'm going to show you how to fish for the real riches. And Peter became one of the greatest evangelists that there were. Because of the influence. Last example. My man, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the rich man. The Bible says Jesus was coming. And listen, this is what I want you to know about Jesus. This is why I am like I am. Where's my man Hector at? Hector, this is why I'm like I am. Because I saw this in the Bible. Jesus was a superstar. Did you know that about Jesus? The only thing y'all used to see about Jesus is that, you know, part of the movie, he got whipped and, and died and they put him on the cross and he didn't fight back. Well, you got to keep reading on that one too. Right? But before that, Jesus was a superstar. Every time Jesus went somewhere, it was a parade. You think these other people got paparazzi. They just ain't had no cameras back then. They would have been flashing for Jesus. And he didn't even want it. He just was like that. Because Jesus showed up somewhere, and in the middle of they walk, they just walking, doing their thing. Ma'am, oh, you got a funeral here? Let's let's go ahead and raise them back up from the dead. Shut that down. Y'all party for another reason. Go back to the house. Not because of that. (laughs) What we got going on? How long has it been? Twelve years. He didn't even talk to her, did he? She didn't even know her plot, her her whole her scheme. Come up behind, if I can. But oh, who touched me? Who touched? Me? Oh, come on out of that, man. Come on, come on up here. Tell tell your testimony. Jesus, we've got a woman here, <laughs> like that dude used to work with Benny Hinn. We got a woman here, and she said that you didn't even touch her. 
She said that, that after the worship stopped in the procession, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she said, she's been made whole. Praise the Lord. So you got all of these things because of Jesus' influence and authority. So Zacchaeus, in one of these parades, because Jesus was a superstar and everywhere he went, Zacchaeus was a rich dude. Rich man. I ain't never seen no rich man climb a tree before. A rich man climbed a tree to see Jesus. That's why I don't say you can't tell me nothing about being a Christian, how I'm not cool. Because my, my, my savior and my master was a superstar. Right. Yeah. For the right reason. Sure. Rich man climbed the tree to see Jesus. And the Bible says he climbed up the tree to see him. And, and Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang out today. And the impact and the influence of Jesus, Zacchaeus said, I'm going I'm to start giving the abundance of my stuff away. And if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it right. Because of the influence and the impact. If you encounter Jesus, there should be change. There should be change. There should be change. If there's not change, there's not enough surrender happening. There ain't enough surrender. There ain't enough surrender happening. Anytime you encounter Jesus, it should be changed. My life's been changed. My life's been changed by Jesus. I know a number of people in the room. You have to give yourself. Look, if you if you've just met Jesus, are you willing to leave the fish that you've accumulated to follow Jesus? If you just met Jesus, are you willing to walk away from whatever you value? Is what I'm saying. What what is it that you feel like you value that you've accumulated in your life that you're holding on to that's stopping him from taking you to the next level? Peter said, "Man, look, you know, I'll go." Paul said in the book of Philippians, I think it's chapter 3 in verse somewhere around in there 7, he's talking about his respect for my favorite thing, his respect for the anointing. And he says that though I'm a learned and I'm an educated man, he went down, he went through all of his list of flesh realm credentials. Flesh realm credentials. He said, I don't count those, but dumb. That's why, I, that's why I suffered through the KJV. Some of them other versions, there's a difference between dung and dirt. You know that, don't you? Yep. And, the, and the KJV, he said, I count them but dung. Yeah. This, is, this is one of the, the spiritual leaders with enough authority to pursue and to kill Christians. But he says, everything I've accomplished in the flesh, I count that but dung. That I may win Christ. Yeah. Paul was a man that was changed by Jesus. The influence on Jesus' life. Anybody that has a serious encounter with Jesus, you cannot help but to be changed. And Paul, Jesus hit him hard enough. He was willing to walk away from all that. He said, look, I know I was on the other side of this thing. I'm 100% flip-flopping. I'm pro-Jesus, and I will, die, I will give the rest of my life to spreading the gospel message. I want you to stand on your feet with me right now. You should be changed. I believe there are people on varying levels in the room this morning. 